The Ask Theory podcast shines the spotlight on Pinoy scientists from various scientific disciplines. Listen to some of the country's best scientific minds as they explain what they do in simple terms and share fascinating stories of how they got into science, the incredible things they've learned about the world around us, and so much more. So today's episode of the Asiri podcast is special. Ang guest natin, not one, not two, but three fellows of the Next Generation One Health Fellowship. Si Doc Cara, si Doc Ems, at si Attorney J. Mark. Let's hear from them. Please introduce yourselves one to two sentences. Tell us a little bit about what you do and help us to get to know you a little better. So start ba tayo kay Attorney? Hi, hello everyone. Good afternoon po sa mga nakikinig. I'm J. Mark D. Balbosa. A lawyer from Zamboanga del Norte, and currently I am designated as the legal counsel for DNR Region 12 in Stocksville Gen. At the same time, designated as the counsel for Sarangani Province and Sarangani Bay Protected Seascape. Aside from being a lawyer, I am also a diver, hiker, a caver. Okay, next is Doc Ems. Oh, hello guys. Welcome to this podcast. So, I am Doc Ems. So, I'm a graduate of VS Biology at the Pamantasan ng Monsoda, Manila, And also, I've completed my Doctor of Medicine degree at the West Visayas State University. So, with the grace of God, I just recently passed the board exam last October 2023. But before that, naging rakitero ako. Marami akong sideline. So, I have handled projects regarding marine turtles in Cavite, mga pawikan doon, mental health during COVID-19 pandemic, especially doon sa mga Ilonggo youth. And of course, I've also had uh, activities in uh, human and environmental education and awareness activities. Oh, very exciting. You know? Pag-uusapan natin yung mga projects nila mamaya. But last but not the least, si Doc Cara. Hi guys, I'm Cara Law. I'm currently preparing for my residency training. So very recent lang to. Pero previously, I was a medical officer in a public hospital sa emergency department. Also, a lecturer from some universities. Sige na nga, sa LaSalle, tsaka sa, sa UP, Open University. Graduate ako ng Doctor of Medicine sa LaSalle. Yung master's ko naman, major in wildlife studies, minor in veterinary medicine from University of the Philippines, Los Baños. Alright. So, nakilala na natin itong tatlong guests natin ngayon. Actually, before this recording, ang nasabi sa akin... Sila daw yung tatlong fellows na dapat hindi pagsamahin sa iisang podcast dahil sila yung pinaka-energetic at magulo. So makikita natin yan. Pero bago nila tayo pakitaan ng kanilang energy, kwentaan nyo muna po kami. Paano ba kayo na-inlove sa, sa science or sa science-related activities na ginagawa ninyo ngayon? So sundin na natin yung order na sinunod natin kanina. Simula tayo kay attorney. Kay attorney J. Mark. For me, no? It started when I was in second year high school in Bukidnon. So I became a member of this Youth for Environment in School organization. And every September of every year, I celebrated as Science Month. And schools all over the province of Bukidnon send students participants for three to five days a science camp. Ako, I was a participant for Sayawit ng Kalikasas. Honestly, I am not really into science. It so happens that I developed the love for environmental protection that I took up environmental science as my bachelor's degree. 
Tapos, ito palang environmental science. Hindi din to yung ano eh. Hindi din yung, ito yung first choice ko na course. Kasi hindi ko siya kilala. My first choice actually is agriculture. At nung nagpa-enroll na ako, sabi ko, ay, may environmental. May nag-introduce sa akin na environmental science daw. Tapos nung nakita ko yung mga subjects, ay, maganda to kasi more on environment. And environmental science is a generalist course kasi it encompasses all sciences. Yun yung start na I love game or I love science. Tapos nung na-hire ako in DNR, Mm-hmm. I was exposed to biodiversity conservation, wildlife rescue, law enforcement, at isa din yun sa mga rason kung bakit ako naglo-lawyer ngayon. Wow! So talagang yung passion niya ay eventually nag-lead to yung kanyang profession. And yun nga, as you'll notice, hindi siya a scientist per se, pero yung, yung interests niya are also aligned with conservationists, with scientists, the same scientists na naka-work niya dito sa Next Gen Fellowship. Alright, so from talking to a lawyer, let's hear the story, the origin stories of the two doctors that are here with us sa podcast. So si Doc Ems, kwentuhan mo kami. Well, yun, syempre. Ang question, how did you fall in love with science? So love is a big, big word. So I always <laughs> say nga, sabi ko, mas masarap mag-commit sa science kaysa sa mga tao. <laughs> diba? Diba tao naman talaga? Well, mas marami ka matutunan. Eh, hugot ka. Hindi <laughs> <laughs> po ako bigo ah. <laughs> okay, nililinaw niya. Ayan, yeah, bigo. Bigo. <laughs> as far as I can remember po kasi talaga yung love for science, it really started ng bata pa ako. So, naglalaro ko kasama yung mga langgam. I mean, as in like, nilalagay ko sila sa plangga na naglalaro ko sa mga, ng mga ibon, butterflies, insects, earthworms, nagbubongkal ako. Tapos kapag yung mga kalaro ko before, pag may nakikita silang mga creatures or any animals, pinapakita talaga nila sa akin. Then ah. after that, parang, after that sir, para ma-supplement naman siya. Kasi di ba ng mga bata tayo, may mga encyclopedia tayo, mga makakapal. Wala yes. pang internet. So binabasa ko talaga sila isa-isa. Anong species to? Anong tong ganyan? Tapos, nasusupplement naman yun yung mga show kapag may table kayo, mga Discovery Channel, tapos Nat Geo. Pero, nung ultimate din na nun, after kong manood ng mga ganun, sabi ko, gusto kong maging oceanographer or maging biologist sabi ko. Pero kapag sinasabi ko yun sa mga kalaro ko, mga classmates ko, most of them will say, bakit? Anong gagawin mo dyan? Minamalit kasi nila eh. Anong, anong mapapala mo dyan? Anong magiging trabaho mo? Magiging mangista ka ba dyan? So that's one of the reason I really pursued a hard science degree kaya ako nag-biology. And then until now, I can say yung first love ko pa rin talaga is science. I mean, mawawala na lahat ng mga tao sa mundo, pero yung love ko for science is still there. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. And, and si Doc Cara? Okay, yung sa akin, wala naman akong very compelling ano background <laughs> kung bakit ako nag-science. Ano yung itong dalawang to? Ano yung wala lang? <laughs> Actually, pero same with attorney Pangs. Hindi rin science ang first choice ko talaga. Since I was a child, ano talaga ako, voracious reader talaga ako. Maliit pa lang ako, parang for my age. Talagang mahilig ako sa magbasa... I was supposed to take up European languages for college. So, ang layo, no? Medyo. Parang <laughs> <laughs> bumiyahe ng Europe, ang layo nga. Languages. <laughs> Yan sa, ano, sa Yupidiliman. Pero nagbago ihip ng hangin. Dahil, sabi nga daw, mas maganda daw ang buhay sa medicina. 
Parang hindi. Parang hindi. Parang hindi na lang nga, di ba? May pagkoprasyon. Gusto ko nilang mag-i-play. Pero yun yung talaga, ano, yun yung honest reason. I did love science naman. Bukod sa mga mythology books na binabasa ko nung maliit ako, meron din ako mga encyclopedias. And di ko lang kung kapanahonan yung sineskwela, pero... Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pero, um, namin. <laughs> so, Sinesuela, araw-araw. So, preferred ko siya over other popular shows back then. And then, yun na nga, pagdating ko ng college, pipili na ng course. So, pumili ako ng, ano, ng course na biology sa UPLB. And then, actually, pagdating ko doon, ang nasa isip ko, mag-shift out ako. Mm-hmm. Mm. Pero... Hindi yun natuloy kasi naging totoo yung love ko for biology. So, tinapos ko siya with a major in zoology. Wow. So, parang na-develop na rin. Oo, oh, na-develop, di ba? So, parang love talaga siya, no? na-develop. Oo. Oh. Wow. So, talaga na-in love sa science. In love sa science. <laughs> Ay. Dahil hindi sila yung nagpo-fall. Churis! Wow! <laughs> okay. Sige. Napakaganda ng mga origin stories ng ating tatlong guests. But now, we'd like to know a little more about what it's like to live a day in the in your life. So, kwento nyo naman kami. Ano ba yung ginagawa nyo on a day-to-day basis na related sa inyong current field of study? Ano ba yung mga research interests nyo? Yan. Ano ba ang... Ano ba ang inyong pinagkakaabalahan sa inyong mga profesyon? So, since high school talaga, until med school, as in parang fortunate ako na bugbog na bugbog talaga kami sa research, research projects. Since high school, parang naturoan kami na magculture ng bacteria from Yakult, tapos mm-hmm. uh, na magkaroon ng antifungal properties. And then after during college, I delved into epileptology research wherein I look for a novel anti-seizure agent from an AP3. Tapos tinek ko dun sa, tinek ko yung effectivity niya sa mga nagsisigure na isda. Then after that, nung med school naman, nag-mental health kami, nag-research din kami, nag-isolate din kami ng mga bacteriophage, yung mga viruses eating bacteria na isolated from hospital wastewater influence, which is very environmental health. Pero yung pinaka-favorite ko talaga dito is yung stink coat with regards to marine turtles in Cavite. Kasi nung bata ako talaga, sabi ko, sobrang ingit na ingit ako bakit yung mga ibang lugar may mga pawikan. So datapos sa Cavite, ang duminawa ng Manila, bitos wala pang pawikan. Sobrang nasad ako. But fortunately, after some research field works, meron naman pala talagang pawikan doon. Tapos ngayon, after graduating med school, sabi ko parang sobrang diverse naman ng research interest ko from laboratories, from the field, from the community, kasi nag-mental health pa ako. Sabi ko, I need something, some principle or algorithm na magpapain sa akin ng mga research interest ko. That's why I applied for One Health. So yung One Health kasi ito yung nag-emphasize na all living things, even the non-living things, are all interconnected with each other. In simple terms, kahit bake na kayo ng ex mo, kanikado ka pa rin dyan. <laughs> Ang sakit ng langgam, sakit ng mga puno, makaka-affect pa rin siya sa atin. So that's why parang yun yung ginagawa ko ngayon. I'm a fellow at the St. Luke's College of Medicine under the Planetary and Global Health Program nila, yung One Health. So, yun yung ginagawa namin. Nagdagawa kami ng research about One Health. Alright. Okay. Who wants to go next? Sige. Gagatong na ako dun sa... Kami <laughs> <laughs> doctor. Okay. Kasi in the same line kami. Pareho kasi kaming medical doctor. And parang same din yung... Medyo same yung journey namin na... Medyo diverse din yung research interest ko. Parang from zoonosis to wildlife conservation, ganyan. 
Pero ang sure lang ako, parang think ko kasi developing pa until now yung research interest ko, lalo na magpo-pursue ulit ako ng specialty training. So parang tingin ko magbabago pa ulit siya in the future. Pero ang um, sa akin lang parang tingin ko talagang research calling ko ay mag-bridge ng gap between human health and animal health. So kung ano man yun, na actually yun nga, to add on nga doon sa kwento ni Doc Ems, dahil nag-release nga ng call for fellowship yung St. Luke's last year about One Health. So, nakita ko nga na maybe in this fellowship, parang yun na kasi yun eh, yun na yung tinutumbok nung pinaka-research interest ko eh, yung bridging the gap, eme, ganyan. Yun na talaga yun, kasi it's about the connection between the health ng humans, animals, and the environment. Within this fellowship, lahat kami may ginagawang research related to One Health. Actually, groupmate ko yan si attorney. Baka pwedeng si attorney na ang magkwento ng research. Okay. Ang tanong, okay naman siya ang groupmate. Sabi <laughs> <laughs> namin sa isa, sa okay kami. Ako yung pinaka-active talaga mag-ano sa Active. Sa akin naman po, sir. Actually, kasama ko din si Ems, no? Sa isang training din. Kaya kami medyo close. At tapos yung training na yun, a- ano mo na, parang backstory na. Yung award ko is BNR Award. Mm-hmm. Sa akin kasi is, wala akong ibang employment. BNR lang taga since start in 2015. So I was hired in BNR in 2015. Tapos yung ano ko kasi, yung exposure ko kasi sir, is more on protected area, biodiversity, yung sa wildlife. You know, for seven years before I was appointed as attorney to here in Region 12. So sa akin, always ako nagapunta sa mga bundok. no? Uh, always ako nagpasok uh, sa mga kweba, sa cave, nag-dive, ganun. Tapos, sobrang exciting. Actually, yung trabaho ko kasi sa dinner is, ano din siya, parang general, generalist din siya. Wala siyang specific field din. More on biodiversity siya. Tapos yung biodiversity nga, sobrang ano din, sobrang broad din ang scope niya. Tapos, nung seven years na experience na yun, dito ko nalaman na may mga kaso kami sa DR, specifically yung sa pre-cutting, ganun, at saka yung mga cases in Environmental Management Bureau na always nadi-dismiss. Tapos, nung nag-aaral ako ng law school, always ako sinasabihan ng, ng judge. Actually, Parang, kumbaga nafe-feel ko, favorite kasi ako ng professor na yon <laughs> Sabi okay. niya kasi sa akin, always niya kinocall yung attention ko sa klase. So, he was my professor kasi in conflict. Tapos yung background naman ng professor na yon is chemical engineering. Tapos sabi niya, it's very seldom daw na may mga sciences background ang naglulo. Kasi usually, mga CPA, ibang field. So, parang kukonti lang talaga, kumbaga real. So, always niya ako kinocall out sa klase na, ay, ano ba yung mga cases niyo sa Dean or Mr. Balbosa? Lagi na yung nadi-dismiss through technicality. So, yan yung naisip ko na, kumbaga, parang research interest ko. More on a law which relates to environmental protection. Which is, yan din yung main topic namin and objective ng research namin sa so One Health, yung i-assess namin yung effectivity ng RA 9147 
at the same time, more on review ng mga studies pertaining to illegal wildlife trade. And ang objective ng research kasi namin is to make some inputs for the amendment of RA9147. So, medyo maganda siya on my part kasi nga I have knowledge on kumbaga, sa environment plus sciences. At the same time, meron din po akong knowledge more on legal. Parang it's a good combination. Kaya siguro din po napili ako for one time. Since napag-usapan na natin yung One Health Fellowship, tell us a little bit about what you've learned from the fellowship. From my understanding, different disciplines coming together, working towards you know, yung goals ng the message and yung, yung meaning of One Health. Exploring yung how that relates to the real world and then yung projects nyo are also related to that. So having worked with people from other disciplines and working on the current projects that you're, you have right now, ano yung mga learnings or lessons nyo from the fellowship that you can share with our listeners? Ako na una magsagot dito, sir. <laughs> yes. Kasi nung kumbaga, briefing pa lang namin, when we first have our first meeting virtual, always vocal na talaga ako. Kasi yung mga kasama ko kasi medyo nakaka-intimidate. Tapos feeling ko kasi isolated ako. Kasi ako lang yung lawyer, kumbaga. Yung nag-hold lang sa akin doon sa One Health is yung background ko on environmental science which is hindi ko naman siya yung hindi naman siya yung main talaga yes. na na work ko ngayon which is yung pagiging lawyer ko. Medyo sabi ko kay Doc Renzo Sir, meron ba akong ano dito? Meron ba akong makukontribute? Sabi sa kanya. Tapos medyo ano kasi siya medyo na-intimidate ako sa kanila kasi ang ganda pakinggan ng mga background nila like Dokara, medical practitioner, zoologist. Meron pa kami kasamahan na microbiologist. So ako, lawyer, tapos environmental science, tapos hindi, mostly kasi sa mga kasama ko, sir, is they are inclined with research. Ako, medyo, dyan, yan, yun, yan kasi yung weakness ko. So, as we go through nasa One Health nung January, dun ko nalaman na, ay, importante din pala yung lawyer. Kasi, sila yung mga yung other fellows kasi sila yung nag-research, sila yung sumuputa sa field. Tapos yung end goal pala is more on policies which is magagamit mo siya na mag-input sila na ay dapat yung provisions ng batas ganito. So, meron ba tayong mga batas na related sa one health? Doon ko na na-appreciate na ay meron din pala. Hindi pala at the start yung ano ko, yung role ko. Kundi isa pala akong magiging major contributor, if ever, no, sa endball ng oneself. Yun po. Si Doc Cara naman. Attorney, nasa na yung major contribution? Charot! <laughs> <laughs> Parang wala nga eh. Si <laughs> Grabe naman kayo. Hindi pa kayo tapos. <laughs> Super helpful ni, ni Attorney sa mga ganyang bagay. <laughs> Huwag mo akong plastic in M's. <laughs> Definitely, nung nag-join ako nitong One Health Fellowship na to, I have one word for this. Mm. Transformative. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow, transformative. Transformative. Miss <laughs> Kurt. Transform from Maria Clara to... Mm. Mm. <laughs> for me talaga, ang key takeaway mo dito sa fellowship na to, kasi pumasok kayong lahat na pinili kayo eh. Ibig sabihin, sinala na kayo yung background nyo. Hindi lang siya standard lang. 
ibig sabihin pinili kayo nung ano nung director ni Sir Renz. So, ayan sige na nga, pinili kayo ni Sir Renz kasi nakita niya na may contribution tung mga pinili niya sa kuha naman yung research nga na goal research goal nitong fellowship na to. So, kumbaga learnings oo na matik nandoon na yon. Matik lahat kayo may baseline knowledge na for doing research. Talagang for me ang best take away mga dito sa fellowship na to ay yung collaboration, yung talagang opportunity to meet fantastic professional people na hindi mo akalaing nag-exist sila pero nandyan sila tapos magkakasama kayo sa isang kwarto with one goal di ba which is one health mm-hmm. yun talaga yung tumatak sa akin dito of course may mga ginawa ng mga seminars nabanggit na yan pero ako for me yun talaga yung talagang collaboration opportunity for collaboration okay uh, well in my piece naman po Yung experience ko with the next generation one health fellowship, I can summarize it with two words. Very high yield. Hmm. <laughs> Kasi kung one word si Dokara, dapat siya two words ako. As in, from the knowledge accumulation from the lectures in Sir Michael during the communication module, yung head namin kay Dok Renzo, sobrang dami ng experiences na pinaporward sa amin. I mean, Ayun yung pinaka ano, maganda talaga. Ang pinaka natutunan ko dito is, number one, dapat maging receptive ka. Kasi you don't hold the monopoly of knowledge. Hindi mo lahat alam. So you have to listen to your co-fellows, which can be parang master siya sa ganitong academy or sa ganitong field. So dapat marunong kang makinig. Pangalawa, marunong kang magtanong. Kasi hindi mo alam lahat. So kung may mga hindi ka bagay na alam, tatanungin mo talaga sila. Pangatlo, yung pinakalatutunan ko dito is learn to have some fun. Kasi kasi sobrang-sobrang frustrating minsan sa science na parang puro na lang kayo trabaho, puro na lang kayo research, puro na lang ganito yung ginagawa niyo. Pero with the right company, ang mga kasama yung mga co-fellows namin, naging masaya din kami. As in, like after nung research formulation namin, nagsasaya kami, nag-video karaoke kami, pamakain kami sa isang place, di ba? Miinom, wine and cheese, mga ganang bagay. Why not? Siyempre, para kunyari mag-level up tayo. <laughs> so, just just be fun kung nasa science ka. Or kahit nasa field ka. Okay. I have a question for all of you related to to that. And siguro, from sa kwento nyo kasi parang, iba, ang saya nung, nung getting to meet other people with different specialties, pero iisa yung goal ninyo. So, my question to you would be, ano yung... What would you say is the significance of collaboration in the life of a scientist or someone whose work is related to science? Would you say na if I, if I wanted to become a scientist, collaboration is something that I absolutely have to prioritize or to aim for as I move through my professional career and why? Okay, Sir Mikael, Mikael definitely as a scientist, dapat talaga i-aim mo ang makipag-collaborate with other disciplines. Kung ano man ang discipline mo, there's no, not one science discipline that stands alone. Mm-hmm. Laging may kakambal yan na ibang disciplines. Laging transdisciplinary perspectives as a scientist. So, kasi hindi naman, like, kahit ano, medical, biological, or others, physical, physical sciences, ano man yan, 
lahat yan merong application sa ibang sectors, eh, sa ibang disciplines. Eh. So, always, always aim to collaborate with other scientists. Very instrumental yun in understanding and addressing complex challenges within your field. Just to supplement yun sa sagot ni Lokara, yung importance talaga ng collaboration. Eh. Parang, just to quote my mentor, si Tita A, Ana Oposa, nanalo siya two days ago ata ng something na Ocean Awardee. So, sabi mm-hmm. niya sa akin, Ems, bata ka pa, pilitin ka pa lang, 19, ganyan. So, hindi lahat kaya mo. Hindi kasi Superman. So, kailangan at kailangan mo talaga ng tulong. Hindi lahat ang problema, masasolve mo kahit kano kakapassionate. So, you have to ask for help. And sabi nga sa mga kabit na teleferie, it takes two to tango. So, hindi mo talaga kaya mag-isa. You need to ask help po. I mean, yun lang po. Wala, wala na akong masabi sa'yo. Nasabi na lang lahat. Nasabi na wala. Sorry, nauna na. Pero, hindi, I think, I think for attorney, ano, for attorney pang, Panggoy, kasi si Doc Cara at saka si, si Doc Ems, science-based ang background nila. Ikaw, meron kang interest and, and, syempre, some practical experience in science-related activities. But your, your profession is primarily not within the science discipline. So, Siguro yun ang, yun ang for you. Ano yung value in in talking to scientists as opposed to say for example meeting other lawyers or or other people who work in in law in the field of law. Parang syempre iba yung perspectives. But specifically with you working with scientists or men and women of science. Ano ano yung masasabi mo about about that in terms of yung value of collaboration? Okay. Yung yung sa akin kasi sir, yung word ko diyan is synergize. Kasi mm-hmm. when you talk about, eto nga, yung nung na-meet ko nga sila, ang dami kong dapat palang matutunan. No? As kumbaga sa akin kasi, yun nga, yung end goal nung research namin is more on policy siya. Tapos yes. if wala kang background kasi from these people or wala kang input from these people, hindi mo talaga ma-appreciate yung law na ginagawa mo or yung policies na tinatry mo na i-draft or i-formulate. Ganun. Tapos yung mga laws kasi natin dati, na sa pagkakaalam ko, mga environmental laws, particularly environmental laws, dun mo, nung lawyer na ako, dun, tapos nag-work ako sa DITAR, dun ko na-realize na, ay, yung mga provisions na pala ito, hindi pala siya applicable in the real world. Mm-hmm. Kasi, mostly kasi yung mga nag-i-input are people, yan nga, minsan nga merong merong mga debate, no? merong mga conflict between scientists and yung mga tagagawa ng batas. If you try to listen to these people, no, itong mga scientists, dun mo ma-appreciate, ay, ganito pala dapat yung provisions. Tapos, ano kasi, iba kasi yung legal na meaning at saka iba din yung meaning technically ah uh, scientific ano for for, uh-oh, for yung words oo oo for words tapos pwede pala siya i-twist <laughs> pwede mo pala siya mm-hmm. i-interpret nang sobras sobrang dami tapos if you have inputs from this from these people don mo ma-realize ah, ito pala yung right word for this one na pwede nating gamitin sa batas na ma-encompass na, na yung 
gusto nyong sabihin. Parang gano'n. Like for example, itong sa RA 9147. Kami, nagde-debate pa kami mga lawyers yung sa PD705, cutting alone. The word cutting alone. Sobrang daming interpretation kasi ng cutting pagdating namin sa mga lawyers. Sinasabi namin, kasali ba dyan ang pruning? Kasali ba dyan ano? Which is, na-explain din ng mga biologists or ng mga foresters. Ganun. So, Kumbaga, when collaboration between lawyers and scientists, ang ganda ng batas na mako-formulate mo. Tapos yung batas talaga is science-based at the same time, maa-apply mo talaga siya in the real world. Yun po. Actually, ang ganda ng point na na-bring up mo about yung, lang- yung the differences in language and vocabulary. Kasi nga, ako naman as a science communicator, I am, I am well aware talaga na Even the, the the words na simple we use in simple conversation, no everyday conversation ng mga non-scientists or non-technical specialists, medyo iba yung nagiging definition and sometimes kailangan ng dagdag na specificity when you're talking within the context of like say environmental conservation. Kagaya ng example mo, yes, cutting. Pa. It's not just it's not just cutting. There are different kinds. And one more thing na parang Long-time listeners of the Ask Theory podcast will will probably agree uh, or will probably attest to this. Na every time I get to talk to, let's, let's say, uh, an environmental conservationist or a wildlife biologist, and nagsimula na nga pag-usapan yung conservation, yung mga problems dito sa Philippines, no? I always say na I, I hope someone out there is listening na who has the power to change things, either... Someone in a position of power who can enforce the laws or someone who can create yung mga batas that are specific for environment conservation. Because the Philippines does have certain laws for environment conservation for species. But in my opinion, hindi pa, hindi pa tayo ganun ka... Like, there's more. There's more that needs to be done. Yeah. One example that I can think of is yung sa protected plant species. I recently wrote an article about the Rafflesia plant. Na, and, 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 and in doing so, I sort of learned na meron tayo palang batas that lists down sort of like the, the different protected plant species in the Philippines. And parang part of the provision of, of that law is that it has to be updated after a certain period of time. Like I think, di ko maalala, pero about every year ata dapat na-update siya. When I checked, and this, this article was just published this year, it has not been updated for six years. So ang dami ng bagong species na na-discover, na napangalanan, na hindi pa rin sakop nung batas na yun that protects these species. And for me, problem yan. Kasi if these new species are actually dwindling in numbers or are endangered, pero hindi sila kasama sa mga pinaprotektan or pinagbabawalang putulin or dapat pangalagaan yung, yung lugar where they're growing, there's nothing in the law that says that they can be protected. And therefore, mas nasasapiligro sila than yung mga species na talagang nakalagay sa batas na you cannot, you cannot, a mess with yung this ecosystem or this environment, this forest, because this forest houses this endangered plant species. Wala, walang ganun for these new species. So definitely, yan yung, I think, while listening to the three of you talk about yung collaborating across disciplines, yan yung naiisip ko na parang the mission of science or whether it's conservation or discovery or solving problems or, or everything else, hindi lang siya talaga nagagawa ng iisang scientist lang or iisang grupo lang ng scientists from one single discipline. In the same way that creating laws to protect the environment, hindi lang mga abogado, hindi lang mga politiko ang masasabi nating responsable. Kailangan talaga magsama-sama at oh. magsapusap. 
agree dyan po. Agree ako dyan. Collaboration talaga, hindi lang to. Across fields, it is actually collaboration between government natin, government agencies, like itong si Attorney Pangs, tapos kasama dyan yung non-government organizations, you know, academic institutions, international organizations, lahat yan. So even from science people and then the yung mga social policy people, lahat talaga yan kailangan mag-work together along with the public to protect our, ayan, protect our species and everything else na, na goal natin for improvement here in our country. Yes, yeah. sa akin din sir, I agree din doon sa sinabi mo. Kasi sa ano pa lang, sa science communication alone pa lang, medyo ma- nahihirapan ka na i-explain to yeah. non-technical person, di ba, in layman's term, how much more if i-combine mo yung scientific at the same time legal. Because Uh-oh. those are two different languages. Tsaka na mahihirapan talaga yung ibang lawyer nga, yung mga ibang lawyers, hindi sila gaano ka will burst sa pag-explain sa environmental law kasi hindi nila alam kung baga yung tactical meaning nung word na yun. Parang mm-hmm. ganun ba? So, yun yun. Isa din yun sa mga issues na we have to really address para maintindihan ng mga tao bakit meron tayong ganitong batas, bakit bawal to sa science, parang ganun. We really have to explain to them para sila naman ma-appreciate nila why we have to regulate certain activities for environmental protection. As per me, i-emphasize ko din yung kahalagahan ng pag-include dun sa general public as mentioned by Dr. Hara. Especially those those members of the sectors ng mga ano, marginalized sector, yung mga mangusda, matasaka, yung mga bata, yung mga matatanda sa mga far-flung areas. It's very equally important to include them also in planning, in kung ano yung perspective nila. Kasi sila yung nandun talaga eh. Kung, as compared dun sa mga, mga government institution na Uh, nag-oversee lang tayo, dapat talaga i-capacitate sila, turuan sila. Ganun yung magandang collaboration, hindi lang basta-basta na, ah, okay, doktor ako, attorney ako, scientist ako, kami-kami lang. Dapat i-include talaga sila sa, ano, sa management para maging holistic yung approach natin. When it comes to mga One Health issues such as wildlife trade, environmental degradation, and mga suunong diseases. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. And lalo na nabanggit mo yung environment degradation. Actually, one, ito, siguro, fav- Well, hindi naman favorite, pero it's, it's the example that I always think of when sa mga ganitong usapan, lalo na when I'm, when I'm talking to students or or trying to emphasize yung importance of bridging that gap between yung science and the general public. Alam natin yung issue ng Dolomite, Dolomite Beach. Now we've, uh, yes, sir, yes, sir. Lalo na nung kasagsagan ng pandemic na pag-uusapan yan. And, and some of our listeners, I think most of us may remember na there was a one point na A group of concerned scientists, um, hindi ko na lang i-specify, a group of concerned scientists expressed their evidence-based opinions about the Dolomite Beach no? and then yung impossible, likely environmental impacts nun in different aspects of, of the whole issue. And there was a government official who did not appreciate what they said. And so medyo nakapagbitaw ng... Masasakit na salita yung government official who later apologized for what they said, for for what, what that government official said. Pero point is, when these scientists sort of shared their thoughts, their their expertise, basically, hindi naging ganun kaganda yung pag-receive. And, and parang ang nangyari yung feedback na bumalik sa kanila is negative pa. And in front of a public stage pa. 
So medyo may may added element ng medyo nakakahiya kasi parang you know, scientists would would really just want to do their work and then of course when they see something na hindi aligned dun sa what the evidence says, syempre it's part of their responsibility or they feel a sense of responsibility to speak out, which is normal. But because hindi hindi nga maybe hindi tayo, I don't know, maybe it's a cultural thing, hindi tayo ganung kasanay na marinig ang opinions of scientists or we've come to just we we've just gotten used to just accepting i don't know these these things na parang hindi na lang natin hindi naman hindi nga criticize eh. hindi na lang natin bibigyan ng ibang perspective tapos parang oo oh, na lang tayo so parang even the slightest hint of opposition sort of gets really serious negative feedback and sana umabot tayo sa point na makapag-collaborate yung scientists, yung policymakers, people in power, and the general public. Na yung flow of communication, kapag may opinions tayong narinig na based on facts, based on evidence, na hindi nag-align maybe sa, sa vision natin for, for certain projects, eh hindi na tayo mag-react that way. Or hindi tayo mag-react sobrang violently. Kasi parang we don't want to silence yung voices that have sensible things to say. Yun, yun lang naman ang sa akin. Ako sir, if I may answer, Michael. Ako uh, kasi I've worked for so long sa Manila Bay kasi nga yun yung project ko before about mm-hmm. sa Marine Turtles or yung pawigan sa Manila Bay. So having heard of that issue sa Dolomite Beach, medyo masakit siya for me uh-huh. kasi hindi na pag-aralan yung mga ganong bagay. And yeah. hindi natin kasi sure kasi despite sa status nung, nung Manila Bay natin, did you know that guys na parang there are 17 nesting sites ng Marine Turtles sa Cavite? Mm-hmm. In four municipalities, yung Naik, Ternate, Marugundo, Nabeleta, tapos isang city yung Tansa. Merong mga nesting sites doon. And for the year 2010 to 2021, nearly 9,000 yung hatchling na na-release doon. And despite that importance ng biodiversity na nasa Cavite and Manila Bay, hindi pa rin ganun na pag-aaralan masyado kasi ang daming reclamation projects, yeah. may mga voices na hindi nakoconsult. I mean, sobrang papur ng papur talaga yung ano, situation. And kahit anong ginagawa nating projects, yung mga scientists, mga concerned individuals, medyo mahirap talagang palampagin yung right authority. And other thing kasi, yung general public, medyo lack of awareness and education din. Like, nung, sa, nung nag-survey ako, parang 76% out of 1,000 na youth, hindi nila alam na merong ah, pawigan sa Manila Bay. So parang, ako naman parang, God, yung sa Dolomite Beach, parang nakikita lang nila kasi gumanda. Pero yung epekto nun sa mga ibang buhay ilang sa Manila Bay, hindi natin alam yung long-term effects nun. That's why parang hindi talaga natin maging mas matapang pa. Mag-collaborate para mas gumanda yung approach natin sa pag-manage or rehabilitate ng Manila Bay. Yeah, ganda. Any other thoughts that you can share, Doc Cara or, or Attorney Pangs or, or maybe some related experiences? Kasi ang ganda nga nung sinabi ni, ni Doc Ems, na minsan masasaktan ka na lang kasi nga nakikita mo and alam mo the reality behind what's being seen. Pero the moment you try to offer your your thoughts or or some of your colleagues try to to speak out, medyo may pushback na malakas. But, but I, I suppose that's just one aspect of it. Hindi ko naman sinasabi na in all situations, ganun lagi ang reception ng public. But, but you kind of see this trend in many parang environmental conservation efforts. Like kahit yung simpleng tree planting, no? yung <laughs> ilang beses na ba nating narinig yung tree planting or mangrove planting na mali yung species na, na, na naiplant dun sa, sa area 
and hindi native species yan. So parang nag, either hindi siya mag-grow ng maayos dahil hindi siya talaga native species or magiging invasive species sa doon. Or ilang cases na ba yung narinig natin na to solve an epidemic, a pest or insect-related epidemic ay nagpahawalan ng mga palaka. Cane toads pala yung pinakawalan, which are, <laughs> which are invasive pests. You see these, these kinds of similarities in in these projects na you kind of just wish there were more collaboration and communication between the the experts and the the, the people who are enforcing these these policies so what 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 are your thoughts on that ako i think si Docara yung medyo well versed yan kasi nag-aral siya ng wildlife science mm-hmm. regarding all those issues that you have tackled sir Michael and Doc Evans no actually oh, tama ka sir Michael meron talaga tong may, may common root talaga to which is yung ano yung Aside from misinformation ha, I think ano din, more of law enforcement. Ang personal take ko kasi dito, when I was still a graduate student back in UPLB, so uh, I was doing my master's thesis in Palawan, and I've done fieldworks naman before, pero let's just say yun yung first time ko na kailangan kong ma-immerse doon sa tribal community kung saan ako nag-field. I had to stay there for months. And doon ko nakita yung, yun nga yung pinag-uusapan nating realidad na may disconnect pala talaga doon sa gusto nating ipaglaban versus doon sa kung ano yung nangyayari on the ground. For me talaga, yun nga, yung law enforcement and education nung, nung, nung talagang of the public. Sige na nga, sabihin ko na nga. <laughs> Kasi, wala naman, okay, hindi naman siguro ako maano dito, no? Ano lang, habang nag-field kasi ako doon, wala naman, kahit na, kahit na sabi nating research figure ako doon, wala akong power to prevent kung ano yung mga nakita ko doon. Merong, yes, merong illegal wildlife trade na nagaganap. Yes, merong mga endangered species, supposedly protected species na kinakain pa din nila. Hindi magisa lang ako doon, guys. <laughs> yeah, oh, I can yeah, we can understand oh. na ano nga. Oh. Yeah. And it must have been so difficult to see hindi, to see that. Magugulat ka tapos hindi ka naman din pwedeng kumilos. Oo, oh, oh, hindi mo rin sinasabi because itong particular issues na nakita ko na to ay nandoon mismo sa Let's just say parang yung indigenous area nila. So, 'di ba meron may act protecting indigenous people. So, wala naman ako doon na, walang problem doon. They have mm-hmm. their own problem with that. Just that ito na yung ano, overlapping issue. Kumakain sila ng endangered species. <laughs> Mga birds na na parang pag tinatanong ka sa kanila, ano lang yun sa kanila? Pare-parehong birds lang yun sa kanila. Pero totoo, hindi uh... pare-parehong birds. Meron ding mga nagbabalak nga na ibenta yun sa baba. So, eto na nga yun. Uh-huh. ang araw sa baba, ganyan. Pero parang since these are people na wala namang connections to such dealings, hindi rin nila maibenta. So, most of the time daw, kinakain lang din nila, niluluto nila. Lulutuin nila, kakainin nila. Tapos yung offer nila sa'yo. Tapos, <laughs> <laughs> ano, syempre hindi... Hindi naman ako nag-partake ever. Pero ayan, yan na yung parang mga bagay na mapapaisip ka na nandito ako para gumawa ng research. Actually, yung research ko ay regarding ano, species conservation yon and, oh. and yet I was there witnessing them. 
And you could ano not like personally do anything. Oh, understandably. Kasi ano yun eh, parang you're not in the position of power to actually be able to do something on your own doon yes, sa setting yun, na yun. Yun po, exactly yung tinutumbok ko sa story akong ito. Hindi ako <laughs> yung the person with the power or in the position to change this. Ang may position o may power dito ay ikaw, attorney Pangs. Charis! <laughs> kami as researchers as scientists oo ginagawa namin yung role namin ito yung role namin we will do the studies we will research we will publish the data and advice on how policies should be made pero yung policies na yon yung gagawa nun, it will be our lawyers mm-hmm. kung sino rin yung mga government officials natin Nasa inyo na po yan. So, yun nga po, kung may nakikinig po, <laughs> sana may nakikinig, napakarami po nating very useful, very informative, groundbreaking data dito lang sa Philippines, made by our, by our own, very own Pinoy scientists. Others, I collaborated with international scientists, marami din tayong ganyan. Pero kumbaga, hindi, tayo sa, hindi naman talaga tayo sobrang salat sa data. Mm-hmm. Hindi tayo sobrang salat sa data. Kailangan lang natin ng mga tao, yung mga key people na gagawa ng tamang aksyon para masolusyonan natin kung ano yung mga most pressing concerns natin dito sa bansa. Yeah, I agree. And yun nga, circling back to, I, I like how that, that really emphasizes yung importance, not just of the next generation One Health Fellowship specifically, but yung... Maybe joining or participating in these collaborative efforts in general. Na parang getting the chance to get perspectives or the voice out. Yung what you see in the field or or you do sa course of your work. Maybe get that word out to people in other disciplines who are in the position to do something about it. So yun talaga yung I think gaya nga na emphasize kanina. Yung benefit or yung spirit ng collaboration na having these different experts working towards a singular goal. Ayan. So now that we've, we've, we've spent some time talking about yung fellowship, I just want to ask each of you, what's one thing that you'd like our listeners to know specifically about what you do since you're, you're all doing different things? Siguro, let's, let's treat it like if someone wants to, to follow in your footsteps, ano ba yung maaasahan nila if they want to do it here in the Philippines? Sa akin, sir, yung trajectory kasi ng career ko, I advise, huwag niyong i-follow, charot. <laughs> Masisira ang buhay. <laughs> De, joke lang. Y- yung, yung sa akin kasi, sir, ito yon yung message ko sa mga listeners sa atin. Actually, I just want to, uh, modesty aside, no? Mm-hmm. Gusto ko lang i- ano, i-emphasize sa mga listeners natin na there are actually lawyers like me, Sarah, na nag-i-exist. Mm-hmm. So, um, yung, yung workbook ko po kasi medyo ano siya, medyo, syempre, if kumbaga environmental advocate ka, ang dami mong mababangga ng mga tao, yeah. malalaki. Saka, syempre, when it comes to lawyering or when it comes to other profession, yung unang-una nating iisipin ah, magkakapera ba tayo dito or magkakaroon ba tayo? Yan kasi yung ano, parang kumbaga reality. Isa sa mga main reason kung bakit pinipili natin oh, yung isang career. Oo, oh, yung, yung ganito. Hindi naman uh, particularly sa law, sir. Uh, specifically sa law. Yung ano talaga, for practicality-wise, isa yun sa mga ano. Ay, for example, dito ko sa CPA kasi malaki daw yung sahod. Parang yeah. ganun ba? Pero wala ko ano. Wala. Talaga. 
Yes. Uh, isa siya sa mga main considerations. Pero yung work ko kasi as environmental lawyer, hindi siya tempting. Masyado siyang ano, kumbaga boring, wala kang ano dito, marami kang makakabangga na mga tao. Isa sa mga ano ko, advice ko, you have to learn how to deal with people. Kasi you will meet people with different interests. Kailangan mo i-balance yung interest ng mga, like example ako, kailangan mo i-balance yung interest ng mga scientists at the same time, interest ng mga politicians. Sa, sa paggawa ng batas kasi, you have marami kang, kumbaga marami kang Panginoon na need to please para mapusumo yeah. ang bagay. Yung, yung ganun ba? So, itong ano ko, itong kumbaga career ko, medyo ano siya, medyo challenging. Yan yung word. Medyo challenging siya. At saka, if you plan to choose a career na gusto mo na yayaman ka, it's not this kind of one. Pero, I just want like to encourage more people, no? Na, to make or to become an environmental lawyer. Kasi, medyo kukonti lang po yung lawyer natin in the country na nagsa-specialize ng environmental protection and conservation. Yun po Okay, well said. Yeah. How about si maybe si Dokara? Okay, so yun namang trajectory ng medicine. <laughs> <laughs> Hindi. Uh, actually, since both naman kami ni Doc Ems na parang more on parang physician researcher kasi kami, yun yung pathway na gusto namin. Mm-hmm. Actually, ang advice ko lang naman is if you're going to pursue a long-term career in science, you have to stay curious. Stay curious talaga. Kasi kung ang pag-uusapan natin ay money, no comment ako dyan. Depende kasi, depende. You know, hindi, hindi naman porket scientist ka, wala kang pera. Okay, hindi totoo yon. Pero hindi rin totoo na pag scientist ka, mayaman. Maraming pera. Oo. Okay, ganun din pag-tour, guys. So, alam <laughs> depende talaga. Kasi science, napaka, napaka-broad niyan. Ang dami mong fields na pwedeng puntahan. Ang totoo niya, merong fields na lucrative. Okay, kayo nang bahala kung... Kayo nang mag-discover kung ano yung mga lucrative fields na yun. Pero guys, meron. Pero, you know... If you're going into this long term, I really don't think na dapat money ang motivation nyo. Kasi hindi natin sinasabi hindi mahalaga ang pera. Kailangan yan para mabuhay tayo at makabuhay. Pero as you know, as a career, at kung gusto mo ikaw yung tipo ng tao na yung trabaho mo, love mo, so you want to go into science, you want to be a scientist, you really have to stay curious. Kasi yun talaga yung magiging driving force mo to do research, you know, to to teach kung academe man ang gusto nyo, you really have to stay curious. Yun, yun lang talaga yung pinakapunot dulo nito. Pero kung oh, naman. Si doctor, ayan si Doc Ems magkakunyo sa inyo kung paano magiging doctor. As for me, I think yung ma-advise ko dun sa mga listeners, number one, don't be afraid. No matter how difficult it is, gawin nyo lang, just do it. I mean, kahit gano'ng ka, uh, difficult, magtiis ka lang kasi dadating-dadating ka dyan. Number two, Find a family. Find your pack. Kasi our journey to the world of science is very difficult. So, yung paghanap mo ng family, yung makakasama mo, saan ka mapunta, ito yung magiging strength mo eh. Magiging emotional support mo. For example, sa akin, in conservation, I have my siblings sa St. Philippines, sa Wide Sealy, sila Dr. Daymark. In human medicine naman, I have my brothers and sisters sa West, Order of Asclepius. Tapos sa One Health naman, 14 coming fellows. 
kasama namin yung NGOHP team. So, important talaga na humanap ka ng family. Okay? Number three, learn to breathe. So, may mga times talaga na nakakapagod yung mga ginagawa natin sa science. So, it's equally important to rest, to know your limits kung hanggang saan ka lang. Kasi, kawawa ka. Dapat may self-love ka pa rin. Dapat matuto ka magpahinga para kinabukasan next year, makakatulong ka. Number four, tama ba yung numbering ko? <laughs> Find one thing na that will be your passion. Sabi nga ng mentor ko, hindi ka superhero. Hindi mo masasolve, hindi masasolve lahat ng mga animals. Hindi lahat ng palaka makukuha mo. Kumuha ka ng isa, like for example, that you will be passionate about. For example, Philippine Eagle, after sa mga Palawan, pawigan sa Manila Bay. Pili ka na ng isa, tapos maging passionate ka dun. Kasi no matter what field you're on, like for example, kami ni Dokara, medical doctor na kami, pero we're, we're doing still other things aside from our profession. So, yun talaga yung pabalik-balikan mo. And number five, just be fun. Maging masaya ka sa lagi. I mean, gawin mong hobby, gawin mong passion, hindi ka maging malungkot kapag ginagawa mo itong mga bagay. Yun lang, maging masaya ka lang talaga. Kasi kapag malungkot ka sa mga bagay na ginagawa mo, hindi mo matatapos yan. Dapat maghanap ka rin nakasama mo. Yun lang. Yeah, so parang don't just treat it as work. Yeah. Oh, tama. Yeah. Kasi kala, tama ka dyan na nakalaban mo talaga pag na-burnout ka eventually. And the path, to, the path of science or the path of, siguro sabihin na natin, the path of environmental conservation can be tiresome. Yun na lang siguro. It can be tiresome, can be difficult, it can be life-threatening. Especially if you do it in the Philippines. And so it takes a special kind of person. It takes a certain kind of determination or siguro passion to be able to do that consistently. and In this country, we need we need consistency. We need consistent people to do this work. And we need it desperately. We need it soon. Kasi we're, we're on a ticking clock. We're, we're on a timeline, guys. And it's not looking good. Not to be depressing or not to be, you know, just facts. No? Kaya nga tayo nagkukwentuhan ng, dito sa Ask Theory, kaya tayo nag-interview ng mga scientists, is because kahit, Nga, gusto lang i-emphasize na kahit may mga ganito tayong problema dito, there's plenty of room for everyone and kailangan na kailangan kayo. If you're listening and you're thinking of becoming like Doc Cara or Attorney Pangs or Doc Ems in the future, definitely, marami kayong magagawa dito sa Philippines. And you know, if, if you want to to learn more about about what they do, you can reach out to them. So ano ba yung ways for our listeners to talk to you? I mean, despite your busy schedules, what if someone wanted to maybe ask you a little bit more about about your profession or collaborate with you? Ano ba yung best ways para makontakt kayo? Ako, okay na ako sa Facebook Messenger. Quickest way to get through me talaga, yun na. Whether you have questions, want to discuss specific topics, or you just want to connect, just shoot a message. Karalo, yun na yun, as is, sa Facebook. Sa akin naman po, sobrang tingay ko po sa Facebook. So, I'm very active in Messenger, Facebook, tsaka disclaimer lang, huwag niya na i-judge yung mga shared posts ko sa Facebook. But you can reach me in Messenger at sa Facebook. Sobrang active ako doon. Super. <laughs> ako naman, very old soul talaga ako. Wala talaga akong ibang social media na mga Instagram, Twitter, mga ganyan. So, makakontak nyo lang ako through snail mail. Joke lang. <laughs> Grabe <laughs> naman. <laughs> so after a month, ganyan. Pag may tanong sila after one month. Bago <laughs> Sobrang dali lang ako makita. I-search na yung pangalan ko sa Facebook or Messenger. Emmanuel Angeles. 
kung may nakita kayong aso na kumakain ng Toblerone, yun ako. Ako like nagisang ganun. <laughs> yun lang po. <laughs> Alright. So, yan. That was uh, Doc Cara, Doc Ems, and Attorney Tangs of the Next Generation One Health Fellowship. Maraming salamat sa inyong tatlo for being here with me and talking to me about what you do and sharing your experiences and knowledge with our listeners. And I wish you the best sa mga projects nyo. Looking forward to seeing or hearing about the fruits of your of your work. And hopefully, more people follow in your footsteps. So maraming maraming salamat for being with us today. Thank you for listening to this episode of Ask Theory. Follow Flip Science on Facebook, at Flip Science PH on Twitter, and at Flip Facts on Instagram. And check out our official Shopee store if you want to get copies of our books, Historiang Scientifico and Science Scramble. Stay curious!